The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer come. Hey everybody, what's up? This is Nookie Bishop Jr., host of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. You have to forgive me if there's not uh, any buoyancy in my voice uh, today. No uh, jovialness, no happiness. It is just not a happy time here in America. And uh, again, we have thought about not uh, addressing the set of circumstances that have happened here in America, but... Again, we would not be uh, sort of doing our public service and talking about these things uh, if we didn't come out and do this episode of the podcast. As always, joined by my co-host, T. Petty. How you doing? Uh, I'm just coping this week. Just coping, Nookie. I hear you, just like uh, the rest of America. Idris Elba, my brother, how you doing, man? How you doing, uh, Nookie and T. Petty? I just came off of a week of kind of social media diet. Um, prior to Memorial Day, and then kind of after that, it's just been all hell broke loose. So I'm, I'm still dealing with it, uh, just like the rest of America. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's just uh, go ahead and get into it. Uh, topic number one, uh, on Memorial Day, May 25th, 2020, a coward, ex-Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, knelt on the neck of a human being, George Floyd, for eight minutes and 46 seconds, two minutes and 53 seconds of which occurred after Floyd was unconscious. George Floyd died. Chauvin has been charged with third degree murder, but only after uh, he was free for four days, uh, stripped of his police power and charged with third degree murder. Three other officers uh, who were present, Tao Theo, who is Chauvin's brother-in-law, a Thomas K. Lane and Alexander uh, Cohen uh, have not been charged. Um, they have also been stripped of their police powers there in the city of Minneapolis. I'm going to go ahead and uh, forward the floor to you, please, T. Petty. Well, I feel like this is like Groundhog Day. So we've all seen this happen before. And I suspect, despite everything that's going on, we will see it all turn out the same way it's turned out in the past. Um, We've seen the reactions as they spread across the country, all justified, uh, all long overdue. Black people are fucking tired, 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 tired of being told, wait your turn, tired of being told, don't protest like this, tired of all, all the bullshit, and this is the result. And so America, your chickens have come home to roost, and also fuck you. Totally understand sentiments of uh, a lot of folks uh, in and around uh, our circles and just what we've been hearing for a long, long time uh, in many, many places uh, in America. Adris, man, just your thoughts on the whole week that's transpired, man, especially about the uh, death of uh, George Floyd. And I just told you I took a a break from um, social media, but like racism, white supremacy, it never takes a break. So it was waiting on me when I when I got back and it just pounced. And, um, you know, I don't know what I can say that we haven't talked about kind of, you know, off air and other people haven't talked about on air. 
But I I did just um, hear you say, though, Nookie, that one of the police officers was his brother-in-law. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Wow. And so, you know, the other thing that came out as well is that um, at some point, um, you know, Siobhan and, um, and Floyd, they knew each other because they worked together for like 17 years or they crossed paths at the same restaurant um, in the same position. So it seems like there's a lot of connections and relations here that we don't really know about. And the fact that you wouldn't uh, immediately arrest this guy after he killed someone is just amazing to me. It's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. Again, uh, we've seen this over and over and over, right? Uh, police, uh, you know, killing uh, unarmed uh, citizens, uh, people of color, especially uh, here in America. Uh, we have uh, other mask shooters uh, who go into churches and other buildings where people of color gather and, just um, you know, commit these mass murders of all people uh, across America. Uh, and uh, if they're not, uh, you know, if they're white, uh, they go free. Uh, I believe uh, in the church shooting in South Carolina that uh, the police there took the alleged shooter uh, into custody and actually took him to Burger King before they processed him and took them to jail. So um, two very different Americas, two very different justice systems. And um, like T. Petty said, uh, again and again, we just continue to see this. Um, T. Petty, you want to talk a little bit about the, some of the aftermath that's taking place, uh, the riots that have been taking place uh, since uh, George Floyd's killing, not only in uh, Minneapolis, but uh, across the country? Well, more busy. People are busy, forever busy, quoting uh, Martin Luther King Jr., but the quote that they don't like to say that much is a riot is the the language of the un, unheard. Yes. So this is what it is. And I don't give a shit if you burn every building you see down. I don't. I don't care. Property is not as important as black lives. We tried the peaceful route. Y'all didn't like that. We tried marching quietly, peacefully, carrying signs, you don't like that. Try kneeling, you don't like that. And so now that your shit is getting burned down, now you want it, this is what you want to get outraged about? I don't give a fuck. Burn it all down. Um, I just, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. And so this is just what it is because America refuses to address the real issues at hand. And the police are the ones that are escalating this shit. If you look at it, the, not the shit that's on the media, but the stuff that's coming through from people who are actually there. If I'm sitting on the ground, why are the police advancing on me, stepping over me, spraying me with pepper spray and mace and shooting me with rubber bullets? And they're going not just after protesters, but also the press. So I just, I don't even know what to say. I don't, other than fuck this place. Yeah, I think uh, your sentiments are exactly what uh, rapper and activist Killer Mike said uh, during a press conference Friday night in Atlanta. Uh, he just, you know, said multiple times during uh, his impassioned speech that he didn't have the answer. Um, he told people, you know, that uh, burning and looting their, you know, uh, property, he did understand that. But, you know, the ultimate thing is for people to get organized, to, to vote and, uh, you know, to, to do better and to, to come together you know, not only under these circumstances, but circumstances in the future. So I totally uh, understand and, and echo your sentiments. Uh, Adris, man, these riots, um, you know, pretty much uh, started Thursday night, Wednesday night, uh, midweek, and continue 
you know, fire and, and those types of things in a lot of cities across America, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Chicago, et cetera. Just your thoughts uh, on the, the riots and the aftermath. Yeah, as I, I watched, um, you know, the scenes from like different cities across the U.S. And you just saw the amount of people that came out and it was centered on just this anger and frustration that's been building for years and years. And I think when you talk about what's happening now in cities, it's pent up and it's something that's been happening over and over and over again. And then you add on top of that all the additional frustrations with COVID-19, the unemployment, um, um, also the number of deaths in uh, black and brown communities uh, affected disproportionately by COVID. It just, it just boiled over to like a simmering um, um, point, you know, a, a boiling point. And it reminds me of, um, you know, what's happened before. Um, so this has happened during, you know, civil rights movement. Um, when you had, you know, summers that were like long, hot summers of, of kind of rioting, um, just because it boils over. But in each instance, we haven't figured out how to fix it. And it's systemic. And until we figure that out, it's going to keep happening over and over again. So I got a couple of thoughts on these riots. Uh, I totally agree with T. Petty in terms of looting. Uh, fuck the property and you know, fuck all that stuff. Uh, if stuff got burned up, stuff got burned up. I totally understand. You know, I don't want anyone to be in harm's way. I don't condone violence. Um, you know, I certainly wouldn't want anybody to perish or pass away in a building that's been burnt out, but it is what it is. Um, on the riots, you've seen people who are not of color, who are not of the community in which the protests were taking place with backpacks on, dressed in black, lots of spray paint. Where the fuck did they get these hammers and mallets and they just went ahead and just busted up all kinds of glass and the whole nine yards. You even saw someone in Minneapolis at an AutoZone location who uh, was uh, alleged to be identified as a police officer just breaking glass at the AutoZone for no reason. That's 100% unacceptable. Um, as I said uh, prior to the call, if you didn't see something that said, fuck the police or fuck Trump, we probably didn't. People in that community where the riots are taking place probably did not riot. There have been sightings of hammers and sickles, which is indicative of a Russian flag that has been spray painted on many of these buildings. And let me just say this. Friday night, and I'm going to refer to him uh, for the future as B45, not Cheeto 45, but B as in boy, or B as in BL's above 45, when he pretty much said Friday night that he was safe in the White House, and he was good. That was the call to action, I think, for these Antifa or crazy white people or whatever you want to call it to go ahead and do their thing. That was a, like, that was their, their message call. And then you saw the mayhem spread. So again, you saw very peaceful protest again uh, in the communities where they were taking place. And then you saw all this bullshit. Now you will have a couple of random, just crazy ass people that been pent up in the house because of the pandemic and go ahead and just do some crazy shit. You have one or two cases of that. But when you see an orchestrated sort of backpack kids and people in black that can't be identified, um, um, you know, sort of going ahead and spray painting and breaking glass. And here's the other thing. There was uh, under Nazi Hitler, a something called the crystal knot, the night of the broken glass, mm. the night of the broken glass came to America this week 
as you saw people just breaking glass mm. for no good goddamn reason in the communities across America. So the mayhem is upon us. These people are here. These people are in our communities. The, the, the people that's breaking the glass and doing the spray paint and all that stuff, they're here in our communities. We work with them. We see them at the grocery store, uh, the whole nine yards. They're on our police forces. They're uh, judges uh, associated with those people. They are people in the criminal justice system, et cetera, et cetera. And they're here. And under this B45, they feel that it's okay to come out and do whatever they have to do. And this is just going to continue to be a problem until there's some real reform and justice. And we keep calling for the same shit time after time after time, and nothing ever changes. And it's going to come down to a simple thing, the bullet or the ballot. Not condoning or advocating for any type of violence, but essentially that's what, it wants, that's what it's going to come down to. And really, I think you're looking at the beginning of a new civil war in America. But I digress, and I'll let y'all go ahead and Nookie, take it from you know, there. So much of what you said, like, I, you know, I, I have to comment on, on so much of it. Hope I can remember all the, all the points here. So the first one I want to make is, like, you, you know, you said that, you know, the people who were causing a lot of destruction are kind of, you know, starting the rioting and the damage. They're among us, and they're here. And you're right. Um, but the, the true danger in that is, like, they're part of the, the systems that are in place, right? That keep doing this over and over again. So forget about like the, the destruction of property and, and starting the fires and kind of, you know, stoking, you know, animosity. If they're doing it every single day in the systems that they're embedded in, that's why we have an outcome like that where you can kneel on a black man's neck and kill him, kneel for nine minutes and kill him and not be arrested. That's, that's how that can happen. The other thing I, w I wanted to say, too, is like, as I was looking at the riot, you know, the most dangerous thing I saw during the riot is, like a, is a white boy with a skateboard. I tell you, <laughs> oh, if, you, if you're a white boy with a skateboard, they broke so many <laughs> glasses yeah. out of um, cars and out of windows. It's like a skateboard is a deadly weapon. I, I never knew that. And then they'll, they'll break the glass and they'll get on the skateboard and like skate away. So that's that's crazy. You know, when you, when you see that happening um, over and over again as well. And just, you know, thinking about this and the, and the violence that's happening, people's like, oh, don't be violent, don't be violent. There is no systemic change or revolution or movement that has happened that has been absent of violence. None, exactly. absolutely zero. And if people say like the civil rights movement was nonviolent, yeah, our side, black people was nonviolent but everybody else was violent. So it was like, either you gotta, you gotta be willing to shed some blood or you gotta be willing to give up some blood. Mm. But either way, it's violent. So it's, it's, it's no such thing as a nonviolent movement. It's gonna be violence there. So you're either gonna be getting hit on the head or taking an L, but it's gonna be violence. Mm. T. Petty, we talked about this uh, in our uh, private uh, chat stream. Um, so the brother-in-law, well, first of all, the coward Chauvin, who's been charged with third-degree murder, his wife has filed for divorce. In the pictures that emanated from George Floyd's death, we saw an Asian officer who actually turned out to be the brother-in-law of the coward Chauvin. Um, so that is George Chauvin's wife's brother. 
Mm. Um, what is coming to light is that there's some kind of counterfeiting, or I believe the police were originally dispatched to the location where George Floyd was because of some type of dispute about uh, a, a forged check or a forged uh, instrument of some sort. And that tends to lead me that, A, there might be some type of truth to that, but as y'all alluded to earlier, a Minnesota, a, a, a Minneapolis lawmaker came out and said that, as you said, T. Petty, that Chauvin and Floyd knew each other. Uh, Chauvin and Floyd had bounced at a bar in Minneapolis for many years. I said, someone has said that they've known each other for 17 years. It tends to me to sound like a real police plot come to life where there may be some type of counterfeiting of money that might be taking place, that maybe George Floyd knew about it, and to go ahead and squash this in the midst of the riot that the incident happened, and Chauvin may have, uh, that might have been the impetus, uh, however weak it is, uh, for the death uh, of George Floyd. So there's going to be a lot more that's going to come out uh, from this in terms of, you know, any type of cover-up. And I just hope that, um, excuse the expression, that the uh, prosecutors there in Minneapolis or Hennepin County or wherever it is that the prosecution is going to come from, that they actually have balls and can fucking get to the bottom of this because America needs answers, Minneapolis needs answers, and the world needs answers. So I have a few thoughts. I want to go back to your point about um, about what you were saying about the they, basically the provocateurs who were going into the community smashing shit up. Uh, Minneapolis had a press conference yesterday where they confirmed that members of uh, um, white supremacist groups were communicating online about going in and basically fucking everything up, fucking up the narrative, um, making it so that they could achieve their own ends, which is to bring more violence down upon the legitimate protesters. So, uh, um as far as the ties between Mr. Floyd and that punk ass officer, I think it just might come down to the simple fact of he had known him for several years and just didn't like him period. And so he knew that he could use his badge and his shield to murder that man in broad daylight for everybody to see recording with his hands in his fucking pockets with little to no recourse. So yeah, he lost his job, whoopty fucking do. A man has lost his life and he's just diddy bopping along. I mean, he's gonna get divorced or whatever. He may or may not ever work as a police officer again. I mean, they've murdered people before and gone on to get other police jobs. Uh, he may or may not go to prison. They're already signaling that there's evidence that uh, that man kneeling on his fucking neck was a contributing factor because he had hypertension and whatever the fuck else. So the groundwork is being laid and we can see it happening again in real time, even as the cities burn around us. And it's just, I don't know. I don't have anything witty or uh, earth shattering to say other than here we fucking go again. And I, I just fear that it's just going to be more of the same. 
Yeah, yeah, no, totally with you. Uh, I think uh, if the prosecutors, again, uh, don't have the intestinal fortitude to move forward, uh, I actually will put my trust uh, and faith in someone like uh, Steven Jackson, former NBA player who was uh, good friends with George Floyd, uh, had a press conference uh, this past week and referred to him as a brother. They knew each other. And, um, you know, um, I believe that Steven Jackson and the, the wherewithal and the largesse that he could get uh, – you know, NBA players and the NBA behind him in terms of uh, making sure that there's, you know, some type of justice. I don't know if that means a death penalty or what have you. I'm even pissed off that they charged this motherfucker with third degree murder. You saw the fucking tape. You saw him kneeling on his neck and you charged him with third degree murder, not first degree, not second degree, third degree murder. That's bullshit. That is absolute 100% total bullshit. So I'm with the both of y'all. I don't have nothing funny to say. There's no wit in this. Um, you know, uh, so I have this thing called say it out loud, right? So if I was to tell y'all last week, I'd be like, a police officer would kneel on the neck of a black man for nine minutes. He would go free for four days, would not be charged, and would only be charged with third degree murder. Y'all would have like called me crazy. But that's what happened. And that's what's happened in so, in so many places in America. This one was caught on tape. Again, that even brings back feelings about Rodney King. It's like, you know, NWA and other people in the hood and, you know, these police review boards, whatever, telling people they're killing black people. They're killing black people. Oh, no, they're not. That You're making that up. And, I mean, it has to take a videotape for people to actually see this. Then we have the videotape, but you only charge the motherfucker with third-degree murder. That is absolute, positively, 100% fucking bullshit. Nikki, the, the, the sad thing about that is you can say, you can do the say it out loud, like almost like every day in America, right? Like if you, if you had said like, well, this black man is going to be jogging in the neighborhood and then, you know, three, three white men going to jump in their truck, one on the back with the shotgun, another one carrying a camera, and they're going to confront the black man and then shoot him in broad daylight and not get arrested you probably think I'm crazy, but that happened too. <laughs> and, it, it, and it's, it's, so it's just crazy to think about that. You can, you can say that over and over again. And that's why people are, are so kind of fed up and frustrated. I also wanted to say about just the, the connection and relationships in this incident with um, George Floyd, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not sure like how police officer assignments work, but how you like, in the same unit as your brother-in-law. And I know they're close and they, they get, you know, they marry and do, do whatever, but that already sounds suspicious. So you on a call with your brother-in-law, police call with your brother-in-law. That, that, that just don't seem right right there. Shit, I'm going to tell you the genesis of that right now. The roots of American law enforcement are embedded in slave catching. A slave escapes. The plantation owner puts out a bounty or reward for an escaped slave. That is how police started. So they've been having brother-in-laws on their crews since 1700. So that ain't nothing new. There's a solution on that, brother. Wow. So that's a, even even more of a direct kind of connection there, right? Mm. Like you know, brother brother-in-laws, and the same thing with Ahmaud Aubrey, right? It was a, it was a father and son. So it, it definitely harkens back, right? Like the pattern is there. And the other thing too that I, I thought about this right is his wife divorced him. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, she, she, for she, divorce. she was um, Miss Minnesota. Yes, Mrs. Miss Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you why she divorced him. Not because of this. It's to protect their assets. 
That's yeah. all that it is. That it ain't no divorce where like he did something wrong and I, I don't like that and I'm gonna separate myself from it. It was your brother too, so you can't separate yourself from your brother. So I don't know why you're trying to separate yourself from your husband. So what it is, is they protecting assets. Because regardless of what happens criminally, there's going to be civil lawsuits. So they move in to protect assets. And so I know the lawyer told him, like, you need to get a divorce. Try to separate this. We're going to move all the assets over to her side. You give her everything you can so you have nothing so they can kind of make so she's protected. So that's all that is. It's a protection. It's a, it's a legal, legal maneuver to protect assets. So I, I give that no credit whatsoever. Me either. Because she's been with him, I believe, 15 years, or they've been married for 15 years. Yes. He has shot at least two other people in that time, and one of them died. She wasn't trying to divorce his ass then, so fuck her too. Exactly. So uh, just let me uh, share these uh, couple of closing thoughts, and we'll take it from there. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back and, and do the shit that we do. One, I'm disappointed in fucking Minneapolis. Um, without question... Minneapolis's most famous resident is Prince, who gave goodness to the world, who did so many things philanthropically behind the scenes, in addition to being this fucking century's Beethoven, okay? So there's that. Um, you know, uh, if you look at the statistics, Minneapolis is actually one of the most integrated cities in America, uh, believe it or not, and um, is top five in America for interracial relationships. So how this madness can come about from a city that, you know, it's pretty much, I mean, it's fucking cold in Minnesota. I know it's summertime now, but people get along and at least that has been the, the image that has been portrayed. I'm very disappointed in Minneapolis. And let me tell y'all this, I'm not a fucking attorney, but this is a fucking open and shut case. You fucking get a robot together that emulates and simulates what it is to be a human being. And if you, you're the fucking prosecutor. You get down in the same position that the coward Chauvin was in on that, on that robot. Knee that robot for five minutes and you have nine a minutes. big fucking screen with all the vital signs there until the fucking robot taps out. Then again, you fucking get that robot with no vitals and you just count and you fucking put the knee on that robot for nine minutes. That's how long the motherfucker had his knee on the nigga's neck. And that is what the open and shut case would be. Any fucking juror can see that and not fucking, they need to refile charges, not third degree, first degree, and play that tape like the fucking Marion Berry crack tape till kingdom come. That is how he needs to be convicted, the coward showed. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, I need to get a, a, a drink of water here. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. We're curious to your thoughts on all the mayhem that's going on. We're on Instagram, at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo, and we welcome your feedback. Uh, email us, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. We're available wherever you download podcasts. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Nookie, you, you don't need a drink of water. You need a drink of justice. <laughs> I need a fucking water and welcome back you're listening to the digital gumbo podcast thanks for joining us as always i'm joined by my co-host t petty and adrice elbow and um y'all uh it's been uh 
uh, really hard to find some light moments, uh, some moments of brevity uh, during the looting and everything that's happened. But I'm going to hit y'all with this phrase, and then uh, I want y'all reactions on this. Quote, Jennifer, is that enough? <laughs> A wheelchair-bound woman named Jennifer oh uh, sort of inserted herself into the looting and rioting at a target in Minneapolis. Um, she, they said, well, we gonna have, um, we gonna have uh, producer Eric insert the, the oh, audio yeah, right here, all right? Jennifer, 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 is that enough? Jennifer, is there anything I can do for you? Please, Jennifer, please. So they said that she had a knife and was attacking people that was taking stuff from the target. Somebody picked up a fire extinguisher wait, 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 that was wait. on the- So this white lady rolled up in a wheelchair on the target. And was blocking the door and to- And she had a knife. And, was and she had a knife. And yes. was trying to stop people from like looting the target. Correct. She didn't even work at Target. That's correct. Cool. She didn't even work there. So, so she, she had a knife. And she was going to stab people. She may, she allegedly stabbed people or made a cutting type motion towards people coming in and out of the target. They went ahead and took the exterior, on the exterior of the building where she was trying to block the door, it was a fire extinguisher. And they lit her ass up <laughs> badly, badly. She got punched in the face and the head. She said that her keys got stolen and the whole nine yards. Um, we later found out that Jennifer was ambulatory. Um, she could walk. Yes. We found oh out God. that Jennifer was ambulatory and was some type of confrontation in her neighborhood, whatever, shortly after she was filmed getting the fire extinguisher and beat up about the head, neck, chest, and breast area um, there at the target. So, um, I... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first I want to say what y'all need to understand about Black people is that we will find a way to crack a joke or something, even in moments like this, because otherwise we would lose our fucking mind. So I believe it was day one of the unrest, riot, looting, whatever the fuck you want to call it, when I ran across a video of Jennifer and her wheelchair-bound ass wielding a knife, trying to stop people from looting and attempting to stab them. And when she got sprayed in the face with that fucking fire extinguisher by a white man, I might add, who they are now calling Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> That's the funniest shit that I've seen all week. And I don't give a damn about her being in a wheelchair. She should have stayed her wheelchair bound ass at the crib. 
but instead she wanted to mind business that were not hers to mind. She was not getting paid to mind that business and she got sprayed in the face. The memes, Jennifer, have you had enough? Is there anything I can, <laughs> is there anything I can do to you? That shit is hilarious. And I am so happy that I found a moment of levity <laughs> during all this fuck shit. Jennifer, your ass got what you deserve. Next time, mind your own goddamn business. Adrice, before we hear from you, so the funniest thing that was in the video, it was a real nice powerized wheelchair, right? Jennifer was putting it in reverse and then she just kept smacking herself against the wall that was between the two walls that was between the door where people is coming in and out and actively looting. <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen when you get sprayed in the face with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> you get a little disoriented. Well, and then when she turned around and it looked like she had powdered sugar. <laughs> I will never be sorry for laughing at Jennifer's ass. Jennifer, stay your ass at home. I bet you she at home now. I bet you she don't come outside. <laughs> Listen, so, you know, this is like, only white people could do stuff like this or, or even think this way. To, like, say I'm at home. I'm watching what's happening on TV. And I'm going to get in my motorized wheelchair, roll down to the Target, pull out a knife and say, I'm going to stop these people from taking stuff out this target. Like, who does it? That's what o she only, only white people do stuff like that. <laughs> well, I bet Jennifer won't be a white person that does that shit. I, I hope that is, that's her first and last time doing that. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, the other thing, too, that it just makes me think about, like, just how white people think, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure the black people there, it's like, all right, you, you try to stick me with the knife, we, we going toe-to-toe, I'm, 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 I'm throwing down. But, like, who grabs a fire extinguisher and then sprays it in your face? That's some white people thinking right there. That's, that's, that's like, that's, I, like, I can't even imagine. That, that would never cross my mind. Like, I'm going to spray you in the face with a fire extinguisher. That's, that's crazy. White people is crazy. People need to have better awareness. Again, say it out loud. I'm at my house safe, but I'm going to go down to the Target where they looting and I'm going to stop them in my wheelchair with a knife. Ma'am, 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 you need to have better self-awareness. You need to have better common sense. Like, you don't see that's an unintended consequence. People don't think about that. She went to the wrong damn door with the wrong damn people at the wrong damn time. Now, if you, you know, I'm sure her calculations, she wasn't like, what's the probability of me getting soda acid? I mean, they emptied the fucking fire extinguisher on her ass. She looked like like a pound of flour just in a wheelchair and they got her ass good. Nookie, you know, you, you bring up a good point here. I, here's what I, what I think it is. Here's what makes white people like think that way, right? Like they are devoid of consequences, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, it is somewhere ingrained in their unconsciousness mm -hmm. that I'm gonna be okay that I can, I can explain my way out of this, that I can, I can do this, and it's, it's okay. The fact that she could get in her chair, roll down to the target, stop black people, and use a knife to kind of stab, like, it never crossed her mind, like, oh, this is probably illegal. Yeah, I can I get do. arrested for this. I could, like, 
something could happen to me physically because of this, because there's an era of protection around whiteness that kind of happens and everybody operates it. Even it, even I want to say, even the dude who sprayed the fire extinguisher in her face. <laughs> you because black people don't think that way because it's like it's no way we just trying to get some shit. Way. We're not caring about no fire extinguisher. Fire, exactly. So it's like the fact that you can spray that in, in somebody's face and not think about the consequences of it, the natural consequences of it, that's 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 Whoa. whiteness right there. That's the protection of whiteness. That's crazy. Well, Unbelievable. Thank, thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Okay, so another uh, thing about consequences, you know, the National Parks has been closed, including that Yellowstone Park. So they have signs up saying the park is closed and that you're not supposed to enter the whole nine yards. You will be arrested if you're caught in the park. A lady who was a photographer wanted to get some pictures of some of the geysers, the hot springs at Yellowstone. Uh -oh. She took her truck into the park clearly going past the signs and say, don't come into the fucking park. So she um, went ahead and parked her truck and then she was gonna take a picture of the geyser. Here come the park rangers. She tripped and fell into one of the goddamn geysers and burnt her ass something <laughs> good. So, oh so I'm not a scientist, but I know that water boils at what? 212 degrees? Wow. Steam is hotter than boiling water yes, so so she got burnt the fuck up they had to airlift her from uh yellowstone is in montana to the, the nearest burn hospital mm. in idaho by helicopter um adrice your thoughts on again the habitual line stepping of people who just think that there are no consequences for them what the fuck listen you know that one thing that that doesn't like succumb to like white supremacy or like whiteness, and that's like mother nature. Nature. <laughs> so they don't, mother nature don't give a damn about that. Like you, you come close and you fall into a guy's, your ass is gonna get burnt. And so the, the, the gall to like, just roll up in the park, even though it's supposed to be closed, and you trying to do whatever you wanna do, and you see the authorities come in and be like, oh no, I'm still gonna do what I wanna do. I don't, I don't care. There's no consequences for me until you fall into that geyser and get burned up. Well, my sympathy, my sympathy for her is, uh, let me check my notes, zero. <laughs> the rules apply to your dumb ass too, girl. Now you should have just stayed at home. You should have stayed at home, but you did and now look at you. In the burn unit, skin grafts and whatever the fuck else. And why? All because you decided that the rules did not apply to you. So, oh well, oh well, Karen. I bet you won't do that shit again, first and last time. You know, y'all, I, I, I wish I could just, like, for, like, one day, have that superpower of, you know, like, how, like, you know, white people weaponize the, the police on black people. Like, if, if I had that power, I think I would, like, I would call the police on all the white men who don't wash their hands in the bathroom. <laughs> I think I would just call and say, oh, uh, uh, sir, I just saw this white man. He did not wash his hands, and he's going to kill everybody because he's going to give everybody COVID-19. Can you and, please come arrest him? And dig germs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You might want to check this out. <laughs> you would be on the phone all day, every day, man. <laughs> wow. All right, y'all, we're going to do a couple of quick uh, rapid-fire items.
again, habitual line stepping. A man in San Diego broke into a Wells Fargo bank <laughs> to fucking heat up his hot pockets. He went through, you know, when you go through the drive-through, he broke in through that glass through the window, had the hot pocket. It was a microwave in the Wells Fargo. Police was dispatched out. They arrested him. And the cameras was rolling when he came out. They said, sir, was it worth breaking into the bank to heat up your hot pockets? To which he replied, hell yeah. T. Petty, the floor is yours. So the funniest thing about that was him looking at the camera like, I said it was a hot pocket. Hell yeah, it was worth it. And then he, and then he sang the jingle. Oh shit, that. What is it gonna be? Boom, boom, hot, hot pockets. pockets. <laughs> Adrice, you gonna break into a bank to heat up your hot pocket? Yes or no? Let me say this, Wells Fargo. That's the only thing it's good for as a bank is to heat up a hot pocket. Because remember <laughs> back in back here, they was like um, scamming people at Wells Fargo. They yes. Signing people up for all kind of accounts that went That's there, right. boosting their books, all the home mortgages and all that. That's all. only thing Wells Fargo is good for is heating up a hot pocket. So that mm. man was right. Mm, mm, mm. Unbelievable. Okay, United Airlines, our favorite airlines. An unidentified NFL player has filed a lawsuit against United Airlines for failing to take quick action when a female made multiple unwanted sexual advances on a flight. So the deal is, is that he was in the middle seat First of all, you shouldn't be fucking flying during this time anyway, but that's neither here nor there. He called the call bell five times. The lady appeared to be drunk. She was also seen um, swallowing some type of pills during the flight. First, she touched his leg. Then she touched his thigh. Then she touched his chest. Then she touched the inside of his thigh, and they were finally removed this crazy bitch uh, the fifth time when she grabbed his genitals through his pants. What? Yes, so she that's five times, and he was like, he asked four times to be moved, and I don't know if the flight attendant thought it was cute or something like that, or it wasn't a threat, but yeah, she touched him five times. The fifth time, she grabbed his junk, and then they went ahead and moved, they moved him, and they moved her. It was a crazy, crazy scene. They never stopped the flight. Now, any other time, they stopped the flight at the nearest city, and they would drop her off and let the TSA or the police deal with her, but they did not do that at this point. So grabbing junk on United Airlines, the the airlines, by the way, T Petty, we talked about had a porn problem. Uh, Is this chickens coming on to roost for United Airlines, ma'am? Well, I don't know. But what I do know is. I would elbow that bitch dead in her throat the first time she put her hands on me. Like, what the fuck? But I understand why he did especially if he was black because I mean we know how that shit goes but goddamn, like why are you putting your hands on people and first of all being drunk is no fucking excuse people don't do shit drunk that they wouldn't do sober right. they might do it a little Amen. bit easier Amen. but that's what she always wanted to do she wanted to be a rapey McRaperson and touch on somebody's uh, penis that did, was not hers and she lucky all she got was like moves like did they press charges because if a man did that his ass would get in charges pressed against him and rightfully so yeah charges were pressed Adrice, in addition to grabbing his genitals she was also feeling up other male passengers in her seated area what the hell is wrong with this woman Adrice, a lady grabbed a man's penis on the united airlines flight. your reaction is what okay one not knowing the race of the two people involved, I can kind of surmise what the race might be. 
So I think that probably had a factor to play in it, especially if it was a black man and a white woman. Exactly. And you you said that this man he was he was with the NBA or like he's, he was with, he's an unidentified NFL player. I, I and think it, yeah, right. an NFL player that already means he is larger than an average person flying on a plane. Because if, if you're in the NFL, you're just going to be bigger than everybody else there. And two, why is he sitting in the middle seat if he that big? Because if you that big, so imagine you sitting there in our seat and you all jammed up close. And then, like, you know, his legs is probably up against the back of the seat, all tall and high. And you got this, like, <laughs> this lady who's on drugs who's looking at these legs like, woo! With her drunk ass. Yeah, with drunk. It's like, ooh, look at this. We're like, where did all this come from? So that's exactly how that happened. And they should they should arrest that lady. The fact that they didn't arrest her or didn't listen to the man the first time. Why did they move him? I, I they, have no they, idea. they moved him and her like he didn't do anything wrong. They probably put him in first class is what Why it, did what they was. move him the first time she touched him? Again, these flight attendants was not on their game. So I mean that's that's and even if you move them, even if you move them, they still on a plane together. So if somebody like assaults you like that and say, Okay, we just gonna move into another part of the room. That's still traumatic. She would have had them plastic chiclets on her ass in the back, and that that just would have been that. Like, is there a marshal on the plane? And she would have had just had them plastic handcuffs on until we got to again the next spot or wherever the flight was going, and um, we go ahead and take things from there. Okay, we gotta uh, wrap it up pretty quickly, but I got a couple of animal stories. Murder hornets wow. are now international. They were in Washington State. They have also now been spotted in British Columbia. Canada. So they were saying that the murder hornets was going to be contained on the West Coast, but the murder hornets then went international. T. Petty, murder hornets, I mean, this is the start of summer. Are they coming east? Yes or no? They're going wherever the hell they want to go. Who's going to stop them? How can mm. you say you're going to contain something that flies in the air? Like, get the fuck out of here. It's going to go wherever it goes, and we just going to have to deal. And I'm going to say my black ass at the crib. I hear that murder hornets going international, uh, Adris. I think they just they just roaming to see what's up. There's like they heard that like human beings then like messed up and they slipped up, so they just drive. They just flying around, seeing what's up, where they can um, set up shop. They can kind of <laughs> hold it down. That's all they doing. They just it's like a it's like an extended vacation. It's like the human beings inside, uh, like they thought they had it. Now we got it. Let's roll. <laughs> Murder Hornets International sound a little something like this. Oh, Holla, it's murder. Hey, let's play some hockey. That's how to get down. Um, three monkeys in a COVID lab in India attacked. That sounds sound like the beginning of a joke. Right. Uh, three, uh, three monkeys. Okay. Three monkeys in a lab, a COVID lab in India attacked the lab assistant and stole three vials of COVID and COVID blood samples and broke out of the lab. One of the monkeys was later spotted in a tree chewing one of the sample collection vials. Um, this is reported in the Times of India, adding uh, that the test samples from the patients had to be taken again. So y'all seen the video of like the monkey that rolled up on a motorcycle and snatched the two-year-old. 
these monkeys, these monkeys out here in India are alpha blood. This shit sounds like the beginning of Planet of the Apes or Contagion, one of them scary ass movies. Adris, monkey stealing COVID samples from the lab. Are the monkeys fighting back? Yes, them some smart ass monkeys. Listen, <laughs> so not only did they figure out how to escape, they came up with a whole plan to not be recaptured and possibly like keep humans off of them. So like the monkeys, they got together, they figured out how to get away. But it's like, before we get away, we're going to take this COVID, you know, sample, and then we're going to like eat it. And then if anybody come near us, they're going to catch COVID. Or you can bite them or you can like scratch them and they got COVID. And plus like the COVID, now they don't want to mess with us. So those are some smart monkeys. They probably been enhancing their intelligence there. And it could be the beginning of the end. Like you talk about the murder harness, the monkeys, the super rats, the goats that are out there. So animals are taking back over. Mm, mm, mm. T. Petty. Uh, so I've, I've seen these Indian monkeys in action in person, and they are ruthless and treacherous. So they are not to be fucked with under the best of circumstances. The fact that they were like, let me gap these vials of COVID blood and run away. I, I just, has anybody tried unplugging 2020 and plugging it back in we need a reboot because everything is fucked up and mm -hmm. also stay away from those monkeys in india because they're crazy for real and now some of them got the rona mm. now, you know what would be crazy <laughs> if, if those monkeys learn from us how to experiment on human beings <laughs> so like you know you you experiment on monkeys they look at it and they, they, you know, they they go through this life of living in cages and being injected with stuff and shot up with stuff. What if they never been in a while? And like that's the, how they imagine like life is. So it's like well, now we break out. Now we're gonna like kidnap this little small little human being animal, and then we got the COVID. We got the COVID blood. So like that's how like that's how they thinking. That's crazy. They weaponizing shit up in there. It's like. Yep. Yo, Caesar, grab them three vials of blood. We going out the front door. We're going to blend in with the other monkeys. They don't know who the fuck we are. Just get out that tree. You chewing that shit. Like, Nigga, they going to get, get down. Get down. They going to get you. They going to get you. Okay. Uh, last story for today, y'all. I'm going to read the whole story because y'all have to get the gravity of this. Please listen to what I'm saying. Please listen. Scientists have created a mouse embryo that is part human. 4% to be exact. Nope. The hybrid is what scientists call a human-animal chimera, a single organism that's made up of two different sets of cells. In this case, a mouse embryo that has uh, both mouse cells and human cells. The human-mouse chimera has, by far, the highest number of human cells ever recorded in an animal, according to researchers. The experiment suggests that many types of human cells can be generated in uh, mouse embryos and at a much faster rate in human embryos. Mm -hmm. And that's the scientists say carries enormous potential for the treatment of human diseases, possibly even COVID-19. Researchers from the State University of New York in Buffalo and the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center published the findings last week in the journal Science Advances. The news was previously reported by the magazine Popular Mechanics. What the <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese fuck is going on here? T. Petty, please. The Chimera, I didn't even know there was a word, but they creating mouse men out here. 
Um, just because you can do something does not mean you should. And fucking around with uh, human-animal hybrids, to what end, I don't know. It's just not going to end well. We never learn anything about minding our own business and leaving these fucking animals and shit alone. It's, I just don't see how this is going to be good. Talking about a fucking super rat. Mm. Mouse man, mouse man. Yeah, that's me, uh, Idris. <laughs> what do you think about these human embryo mouse chimera cell things? Man, there's so much wrong with this story. Uh, first, I think it's connected to the first story we talked about with the monkeys. Like, I, I think they already did that. They already mixed, like, monkey and human, like, you know, whatever genes. And now, like, they're just doing rats as well. But then, like, something else you said, Nikki, that just don't sit right with me, right? You said this came from the Roswell Park. Isn't mm-hmm. it, like, Roswell, where they did, like, alien, like, abductions and all that conspiracy <laughs> stuff? And then the other thing, it showed up in Popular Mechanics. Like, yes. who was reading Popular Mechanics, like, magazine? <laughs> like, that's, like, for, like, those people who, like, trying to, like, Make a jet out of like some cardboard and like a bicycle, <laughs> like parts and, and whatnot. So that's it, just sounds crazy. Exactly. So, um, you know, I've been having a little time during the pandemic, right? No. So I actually called the uh, Roswell Park Center and um, they put me on the line with one of the um, mouse men embryo things. It actually oh, has Lord. a mouth and can talk. So, I actually talked to the uncle of one of the embryos, and um, just here's a little excerpt from the uh, from the interview. Ah, see, ah, out here, man, mouse, hey, eh? mousy man, yeah, ah, it's my nephew. See, hmm, we're gonna come, we're gonna chew the shit out of you, eh? Hmm. Additionally, shout out to Mickey Mouse and Chuck E. Cheese. Ah, Mickey Mouse, he's a goat of mouses of all time. Ah, okay. Well, all your interviews and sound bites have the same accent. Exactly. They all sound the same. Are they all related, Nookie? <laughs> Look, have you ever heard Mickey talk? Have you ever heard Chuck E. Cheese talk? Apparently, uh, mice have uh, a Cockney accent, and we are not aware of it. Wow, that's so true. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Mickey Mouse talk or Mighty Mouse. There or it is. I have heard Mickey Mouse talk. What are y'all talking have about? Have you heard Mickey Mouse that, talk? That's his that state. Heart. That's his stage voice. That ain't his real talking voice. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> they, they had to make it more palatable. For, exactly. Because Mickey Mouse was a rat first. Look at, do your research. Mickey Mouse was a rat first, and he really wasn't palatable to the children. Then they made him a nice little mouse, and the rest is history. Walt Disney, rest in peace. All right, so we're going to close it up, y'all. Any uh, final thoughts going forward, T-Petty, first? Um, shit, I don't know. Stay safe, y'all. If you're going to go out to protest, make sure that you have your mask on because the Rona is still out here running rampant and it's obviously affects the black community more. But in addition to that, have on something so that facial recognition cannot be used against you. Um, make sure you have goggles, you have your milk and water to wash out the tear gas, you have on your rubber gloves. Follow. Um, just basic precautions if you're out here in the streets. Uh, for those of us who can't be in the streets, then we need to support in other ways by contributing to bail funds, etc. White people, y'all need to do y'all work. It's not enough to be not racist. You have to be anti-racist. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Absolutely. And y'all, uh, y'all take care of yourselves. Absolutely. Words from T. Petty. I totally agree. Idris, you got any final thoughts, bro? 
Yes, I'm, I'm going to be like T. Petty, encourage like the white people, you got to do your part. Now's the time to step up. If you've been silent, you got it. You got to say something. You got to um, get in there. You got to be part of that. And I'll tell a quick story. Um, so my, my daughter has um, a friend who's, who's white. And I guess they've been seeing everything that's been happening. They've been trying to figure out, like, well, what do they do? And they couldn't think of anything. So they like, oh, we're just going to bring y'all some food. That's like, y'all just going to randomly bring some black people food because, like, the riots and, like, stuff is burning down. But, okay, like, you're trying to do something. And so they're, they're Jewish, and they brought us some challah bread. I think I call it challah bread. That's probably, like, the black people's interpretation of challah, challah bread. But it's, like, this intertwined loaf, right? And so it was really good. I'll say they did that. They brought us some some laki, which is like these potato cakes. So that was that was good. Wow. But then they it's like it's this is how like they're trying, but they just like so like don't quite get it. They brought some, they brought us fried chicken. So I was like, how you bring black people fried chicken? They that's darn near. That's, that's they us. Buy <laughs> they buy it from Popeyes? No, they they cooked it, they sell. So oh. you know it wasn't good. Oh. So it's like, so you didn't bring good fried chicken. So, so my thing is like, I, you, but I give them credit. Like they, they're trying, they're trying to figure it out and more white people need to do that. So it's like, that's the only way that we do, that we get this back on track. But don't bring us no fried chicken. Now. Now, especially bad fried chicken. Just buy it from Popeye's, just buy it from wherever. If you're going to bring some fried chicken, even though that's a little bit racist. So I, I hear that. So I got, so my summarizing statements is this one, when this is all over, we need to have a beer summit. We need to have drinks between people and talk over problems. It might not solve anything, but at least it humanizes people and you're not afraid of them. You understand where they come from. You understand where they come from. And you know, nothing might not happen to that, but at least at a very basic level, we'll have some type of social and humaneness to humanity in terms of interacting with our fellow human beings. Two, we need to make the hashtag STFAH track and trend. Stay the fuck at home. Uh, and three, register to vote. Know what the game is. You can't get in the game if you don't know the game plan. Register to vote. Vote these suckers out. Uh, if you continue to vote for the same people time after time after time, they're going to continue to do the same old bullshit that they've done time and time and time again. So get with your board of elections. Go figure out what the game plan is. In some cases, you can print out your ballot, sign it. They send you uh, the other paper ballot in the mail, and your vote becomes official. Take a picture of it so you can prove that you voted. But the whole nine yards, you just want to figure out how to vote, uh, not only for presidential elections, for small elections, district attorney, um, you know, governor, uh, other mayor, uh, town council, those things uh, as well. So those are my thoughts on that. Y'all, I appreciate y'all. This is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. You've been listening to us. We want you to, we want to thank you for, for listening in with us uh, here as we uh, continue to navigate these waters. So again, we're on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo. We're on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. And of course, you can always email the show, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Congratulations and thank you to producer Eric, who continues to produce this podcast under very strange circumstances. We love you, man. And uh, we out. We will talk to y'all next time. Remember, we're available wherever you find podcasts. Get on those last uh, few episodes. We actually are very prophetic and our neat pronounces, but uh, some of these things we talked about have come to pass and we'll continue to uh, monitor the news and let y'all know what's going on. We out. Love y'all. Peace. Jennifer, is that enough? Jennifer, is that enough? <laughs>